Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Geeks of the Week podcast episode. I don't even know anymore. I stopped counting way back. (laughs) I want to say episode 18, maybe. Shoot, this might even be episode 18. I have a very bad sense of counting the episodes of a podcast that Megan and I started. Now, you'll notice that there's only one voice on this podcast tonight, and that is because I am Straw Hat Goofy all alone by myself because Megan and I had a huge fight. We had a little bit of falling out, a little bit of a falling out. Um, We were at the Eternals premiere, and she wanted to take Geeks of the Week in a whole different direction. I wanted to take it in a whole new direction, and we just did not see eye to eye at all. And we had a big blowout. We had a big blowout right there in the middle of a California pizza kitchen. Uh, it was very awkward for everyone who was involved. Tail was looking at us very weird. And uh, it was just overall, and that is the sound of a toilet flushing and the faucet going. So as as you can see, like things are already off the rails when things are, when things are by myself. Usually it's very quiet, but right now it is not. <laughs> usually doors are closed right now they are not but it's okay um but like i said this is what happens when straw hat and jay stoops split up and um will it be the end of geeks of the week i do not know uh to be honest i really don't and it's very uh disconcerting that someone who i thought was my bestie just kind of left me like that she left me hanging back there at the california pizza kitchen after the premieres of the eternals but, you know, we're going to keep it chugging. We're going to keep it chugging. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to carry this show my damn self. I hope I hope I will be able to. I don't know. Um, I'm honestly quite afraid. I'm very I'm very scared because I never had this much responsibility before. Um, so for all you guys who are listening right now and are in, in belief of me, then I, I appreciate you guys for sticking around. Uh, and if you did stick around uh, to hear the end of this story, then I appreciate y'all because you will know that me and Megan are still besties. We did not break up um, the geeks of the week. Uh, she just has a migraine, and so she's sleeping right now. She said that she couldn't do it today and that she just needed to sleep, and that is the best thing for her. And I 100% agree with her. I love her, and I want her to be at 100% with whatever she does. I want her to take care of her mental health, and she definitely needs sleep. I am a bad friend sometimes, and I have her record these things super late at night because she's east coast and i'm the west coast and i have a bad habit of putting my daughter down late at night um mostly because she can't really sleep and then that causes insomniac in all of us and then that makes us record the episodes really late at night and it's super late for megan so it's it's very inconsiderate of me i feel but she's always a trooper and she always sticks by my side but this time i had to say no sir and she had to say no sir 
I got to go to bed and she's now going to bed. So what we're going to do is uh, this is the first ever live recording of Geeks of the Week podcast. The reason why I say live recording is because for our patrons only, those who signed up for Patreon, uh, we have put the link out on the Patreon. We have sent the uh, Zoom link out for Patreon for our uh, patrons to hop on whenever. Um, so if we do get a patron just randomly hop on during a call we're going to answer some questions we're going to have a conversation uh or they can just sit there and watch as you know i just kind of talk to myself uh because i know they're probably thinking hey where's megan and it's just me which is very awkward (laughs) it's just me sitting in a room by myself a zoom link by myself and somebody thinks they're going to get the full geeks of the week and all they did was just get one geek just sitting in a chair by himself in the middle of the night because i know a lot of our listeners are from all over uh west coast east coast across the water and it's probably either super late or super early for them and they're thinking they're gonna get geeks of the week at such a late or early hour and it's just me and i just want to say i'm sorry (laughs) i'm just so sorry for that uh but hey i promise you we're gonna have a little bit of fun Uh, we got some stuff to talk about or should i say i have some stuff to talk about gosh this is so weird i miss megan um but yeah so we got some stuff to talk about uh one thing that happened earlier this week was dc fandom and dc fandom obviously was is you know if if you don't know it's almost like to dumb but with dc it's almost like disney's investor day but dc it's a giant global fan event where they showed off a lot of their new projects that are coming out from all across dc whether it's comics whether it's tv whether it's movies products you know things of that sort we saw it and you know there were some teasers there were some trailers there were some teasers for trailers which is still i think kind of weird when you have a teaser for a trailer there was uh, uh new comic book releases announcement for new comic books new writers uh announcements of future products and uh projects uh it, and it was it was all right it was all right like to be honest i really thought like it took forever to get to the point like i was only going to dc i was only watching dc fandom just for a few things just for a few things sorry watching it for a few things and i feel like we all know what we were watching it for a lot of us were really mainly there for the uh the batman trailer because you know it's been a while since we've gotten uh the last trailer and we were waiting for this new one just to get like a full scope of what the tone what the vibe of the movie was as well as like see who Robert Pattinson was his Batman. How did that Batman? How did that Batman go down? And I gotta say, it was a great fucking trailer. <laughs> it was a great freaking trailer, to be honest. Is that is that a faucet? That's a faucet. Yeah, but I gotta say, it was a really really great trailer. Uh, honestly, it captured so many different vibes of different Batman comic books. Uh, obviously you have the tones, you have the photo, you have the uh, cinematography. The director of photography is doing a really great job cinematographer is doing a really great job with that film because just some of the color grading that's in that trailer is just so fantastic um specifically when the when the trailer really gets kicking there's a scene where batman is fighting in what looks to be a jailhouse and there's kind of like this beautiful kind of a i don't know if it's called sepia i don't know colors uh, it almost kind of looks like like a brownish gold type of thing and then there's one bit where it's like kind of all, all red and then there's this beautiful shot 
of Batman in a hallway because superhero films and shows love their hallway fights. There is a beautiful shot of Batman walking down a hallway and people firing their guns at point blank range at his bat suit and the bullets are just bouncing off of that bat suit and he just takes them all out with no problem. But as you can see, it's like that strobing light from the bullets and you just see this dark figure just come in and wreck the shit. It was awesome. Like that whole trailer was awesome. We also got a really good look at Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. And just from looks alone, she looks to be a perfect Catwoman, like a perfect Catwoman. She's sultry, she's seductive, but she also looks like there's like a lot of brain behind that beauty as well. Obviously, there's a lot of leg shots because when you have Catwoman, I guess it's a mandatory thing to show the legs. I get it. It's Catwoman. She's in a leather suit totally fine but it was just seeing her standing next to Robert Pattinson and seeing those chem seeing that chemistry between the two I was really digging and it really felt like they captured the essence of the Batwoman uh sorry Catwoman Batman dynamic perfectly it just felt like they captured that uh so I was really digging that another big surprise was Colin Farrell as the Penguin here's the he was not recognizable as the Penguin at all and I was really intrigued with the direction that they took him because he looks a little deformed sure but they didn't really show him with the like arms and the waddle and you know, they didn't really show a lot of that but he definitely looks like he was born with some form of penguin deformity but this type of penguin is a lot different and a lot more grounded than any other penguin that we've seen before like obviously some people are going to call out i don't know what's his name from gotham uh yes that was pretty grounded for sure but i just kind of found that to be very hammy myself i'm not really a big fan of gotham to be honest but uh honestly i will say that a big highlight of that show is penguin but he's doing a great job in kind of the sandbox that he was given whereas this penguin he legit seems like almost a um how can I say this Al Capone type of character just in the body of a penguin he seems like Al Capone just with penguin deformities you know what I'm saying and so that was something that I really like that's that grounded take that I'm really digging and speaking of grounded you see the Riddler he's not some guy in a very like weird suit with question marks all over it. he's not over the top like Jim Carrey he's not like hey hey I'm the Riddler hoo -hoo. he seems very uh Zodiac Killer-esque right so with the combination of an Al Capone Penguin and a Zodiac Killer Riddler you can already tell the type of world that the Batman is already setting up the world is fantastic and it's grounded it feels real it feels lived in this looks to be a challenger to the Dark Knight I I will come out and say that right now put that on the record it looks like a challenger to the dark knight and i'm not saying that they're doing the same thing they're both doing their own thing brilliantly it just seems that the dark knight for the longest time was the standard for grounded superhero storytelling that was it uh i would make an argument that x-men one and two were already there but dark knight was the kind of standard for that right the batman <laughs> And it's funny that we keep doing this with the Batman. We have the Dark Knight, and then we have Joker, and then now we have the Batman. It just seems that for some reason, more than any other superhero, maybe it's the fact that he doesn't have superpowers and things of that sort, but more than any other Superman superhero, Batman is the hero that is the most human to us. So the movies themselves have to be human as well for us to kind of buy what is happening because we went super jokey and super hammy and corny before with the Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher 
schlockfest that we got obviously george clooney with the bat card and the rubber lips are immune to your charms the puns with the ice fucker <laughs> you know what i'm saying like ice man with the puns like Iceman, uh, Mr. Freeze, I'm sorry, like, people are gonna come for my throat if I don't say the name right, but Arnold Schwarzenegger puns, and also just, just weird hokiness with all that, like, The Dark Knight proved that we can take mature storytelling with our superheroes, and the Batman is looking to go even deeper into that, and what I've been saying this for a while, I've been saying this on my TikTok, I've been saying this just in conversations that I've had anytime we talk about Batman, Batman should be an exploration of a broken man's psyche. That's what it should that's what it should be. It should be a exploration of this broken man's psychological state. Because Batman is a very broken person mentally. He's not all there. Think about it. He is a person who as a child saw his parents get gunned down, both of them gunned down in front of him in a dark alley joe chill shot him and he sat in front of the dead bodies of his parents like simba in the middle of lion king when mufasa died that is very traumatizing that is a very that it that you are not walking out of that trauma free right and as a result his solution is to hone his body train to be a freaking ninja and dress up as a bat to beat criminals to a bloody freaking pulp. This is therapy for him. Let's let's not make any mistakes about it. Batman fighting crime. It, yes, there's some altruism in there. You know, he doesn't want to see another Bruce Wayne get his parents gunned down the alley again. That that's part of it, 100%. But let's not sit here and think that not think that this whole process is just a long form of therapy for Batman. It is. That's what it is. Him beating up somebody is him basically picturing Joe Chill and what he would have done had he had the power to do do that. So I want that exploration of uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. I saw it in the first trailer where he beats that guy down and he doesn't stop. And then he says, I'm vengeance. That right there. Oh, by the way, Robert Pattinson's Batman voice is so spot on. I think we're finally going to get over the Christian Bale swear to me because ever since Christian Bale we've been getting nothing but Batman like you know so Robert Pattinson giving us a more clearer more intimidating uh just kind of more unsettling voice because when you hear Robert Pattinson's voice there is a it's a calmness but it also has a type of fury behind it right there's a fury behind that and so, like, when, we're, when we talk about, like, Batman, it's just, it's just we, we have to talk about the um, overall, like, like, intimidation factor. And when Robert Pattinson got cast in that role, a lot of people don't see him as necessarily intimidating. So hearing that voice, seeing that physicality, and then also we already know that Robert Pattinson could just, he has the emotional range of a freaking ocean. So... Swirling all those things together, just super excited to see those things come together in, a, in an amazing way. So I think like the Batman trailer at DC Fandom kind of like won DC Fandom, but it was followed closely behind uh, Flash, the Flash movie. And we've been waiting for the Flash movie for like ever. I believe it was delayed a couple times. It was actually supposed to be made a year after Justice League, if I'm not mistaken. And right after that, I believe Cyborg was supposed to be released as well. And so with the Flash movie, I've always said that this is the most important movie to the DCU. 
the most important movie. And that that is just a fact because the DCU DCEU, sorry, is a big mess. It's a giant mess. Um, and because where the MCU had a clear plan from the start of what they were going to do and what they were trying to do and the characters that they were trying to use and the stories that they were trying to tell, the DCEU was playing catch up instead of focusing on telling their own stories. Now, if you look at the timeline of the DCEU, you have Man of Steel, which was supposed to kick off the whole thing. Then it went right into Batman v Superman with Wonder Woman added and Doomsday added for good measure, not to mention Lex Luthor being introduced and all these other things. Just just too much going on. And then you had Wonder Woman. And then you had Justice League and it was just kind of like, okay, wow, get Aquaman right after you get Shazam right after. And then you just have all these Then the Suicide Squad came before as well. But who cares about Suicide Squad? Like it honestly just seemed like an afterthought, even though Ben Affleck was part of that whole thing as well. So like it was just a jumbled mess. And it still is a mess because every DC movie that comes out, people are asking, how does this fold into the DCEU? How does this work? Even with Aquaman clearly stating that he fought with the Justice League before, it still felt kind of like its own thing, and it just didn't really feel a part of it. Same thing with Shazam. They reference these characters, but obviously with like Henry Cavill, like shown, it's not even Henry Cavill, with Superman showing up, and they don't show Henry Cavill's face, then you're just kind of sitting there just kind of like, well, is Henry Cavill part of the DCEU? It just didn't, nothing just feels put together at all. So when it comes to Flashpoint, for those of you guys who don't know in the Flashpoint storyline, I've talked about this on my TikTok as well. The Flashpoint storyline serves as a, a a cool story that also reboots the entire universe and starts it from scratch again. So in the comics, uh, Flashpoint kicks off when Barry Allen decides to go back in time and save his mother. That causes a timeline, a future where pretty much everything's going to shit. Aquaman and Wonder Woman are going to war. Superman never landed in uh Kansas I guess I can't remember where he landed but he ends up getting taken by the government and experimented on like cyborgs now the new hero Bruce Wayne ends up dying in the alley instead of his parents and so his dad becomes Batman and his mom becomes a joker everything's a freaking mess everything is all over the place and so he stops it and then that resets the universe not only do not only is our favorite heroes like Flash Batman Superman not only are 10 years knocked off of their lives but it pretty much like starts them anew. Like they they're pretty much it's pretty much a world where superheroes have only been around for about a year or so. And so that is a perfect way to clean up the mess that is the DCEU where you do the Flashpoint storyline, you have him go back and you save his mom, and then by the end of the story, then you set everything back. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Batman is uh surprisingly a reset of the DCEU. And he's like a past version of, I guess, Ben Affleck or something like that. That's not, that's how I would write it. Or, you know, that's how I'll explain how he looks different or something. And that will allow you to keep characters like, you know, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman because she doesn't age. Uh, you can keep Aquaman because his aging is slowed. You can change Superman's appearance because Henry Cavill apparently is out. And then you can change Batman's appearance because he's just a man. And you can do that type of stuff. So many ways that you can kind of like fix everything up with Flash. And it seems to be from the trailer that that's going to happen there's and another thing hats off to Ezra Miller for making us really think that there wasn't a trailer the way he was kind of talking I was just kind of like damn there's no trailer really okay he's like we're still filming it there's no trailer I wish we could have but we can't da, da, da. and then he dropped a full trailer it was awesome but it was really cool I like the look of the suit uh it looks like a version of the um 
Injustice suit mixed with the Mark Wade run of the Flash, where you know you have the Speed Force kind of like glow over the uh, suit as well. Uh, CGI obviously doesn't look all the way there. It kind of like from some angles, it looks like the Green Lantern suit from the 2011 uh, movie. But even then, like it still it still looks really really cool. You know, it's not done yet. Hopefully, it's not done yet. But I don't like the headdress. I don't like the the he- the what do you call it? The helmet or the hood or whatever. I don't like that. It kind of looks weird. Uh, but hey, like maybe they'll change it after the movie. I'm not gonna harp on it too much. But you know, we get a lot of hints to Barry Allen in that movie. We get him like meeting his mom, and obviously his mom is dead, so that already gives you a hint as to what's happening in the movie. Uh, but one other thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that there are two flashes, two flashes in the movie, and one of which uh, is wearing a painted over bat suit. But he just puts like the insignia on it. Now, a lot of people just think that that's just a different version of the Flash wearing a bat suit and he just painting his logo on it. I honestly think that that is Jay Garrick. And for those of you who don't know, uh, when DC Comics was first starting, the very first Flash was Jay Garrick. And Jay Garrick's the guy who kind of looks like Hermes, but with the red, you know, long sleeve with the helmet and the shoes on, with his wings on it and stuff like that. And then there was this iconic story called The Flash of Two Worlds, where one day, uh, before The Flash of Two Worlds, one day, The Flash was just Barry Allen one time. And a lot of people were like, well, yo, what happened to Jay Garrick? What happened to what had happened? And so they explained it by doing The Flash of Two Worlds storyline, where they revealed that there are multiple Earths, and that the Jay Garrick storyline was from an Earth called Earth 2, and that Barry Allen is on Earth 1. And so they, they met, and then that just established officially the multiverse. So, obviously, with the Flash movie dealing with the multiverse, the yeah, since the Flash movie is dealing with the multiverse, then you have a chance, an opportunity, to introduce Jay Garrick as well. And I don't see a problem with Jay Garrick looking like Barry Allen, like, at all. I mean, in the Flash TV show, uh, Barry Allen's father is Jay Garrick's doppelganger. So that makes perfect sense. So I can, and plus the insignia of Jay Garrick looks a lot like that Flash's insignia that's painted over the bad signal. So I have no doubt that they're probably adapting the Flash of Two Worlds storyline along with the Flashpoint storyline. A lot of these times, these stories and superhero films adapt multiple stories at once. I don't have a problem with that as long as it's streamlined and tasteful and it's done right and it works, then that's fine. But I have no doubt that that's probably uh, Jay Garrick that's uh, next to Barry Allen. So we have Barry Allen, Jay Garrick, and then we have Supergirl, played by Sasha Cal. Uh, first, uh, I believe she's Mexican-American, I believe. But she's a Latina Supergirl, which is actually pretty cool. And I think she's going to take the place of Superman in that story, where Superman, obviously, like I said, was taken by the government and now he's experimented on in a bunker and he's like super skinny he never got ripped was never taught his values he's kind of a guy who doesn't even have any social skills when we meet him in the story and i think that's the role that supergirl might be playing uh maybe she won't maybe she'll be getting used to her powers maybe she's like a version of superman that crash landed instead of like you know the guy and whatnot so but the big thing about the flash trailer that i want to talk about as well is Michael Keaton's Batman's return because we obviously saw the 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 cape, the cow, and we saw the the bat ears, and the bat ears were exactly like the Batman costume from the 1989 film, and so this leads me to theorize just a little bit. I'm thinking whether this is the Batman 89 universe where superheroes like after let's like after that after we watched the last movie i guess let's say the last uh 
I guess the Batman, what was it, Batman and Robin, which is the last movie in that universe. After Batman and Robin, then let's say like superheroes started appearing everywhere. I know I know they mentioned Superman in one of those movies. I can't remember which one. So maybe Superman already exists. Maybe all the heroes already exist. But what if in the Flash, Ezra Miller's Flash travels to that Batman 89 universe? It just so happens that, you know, superheroes are now just kind of like intermingling with each other now and things of that sort. Or it's just another separate universe that just so happens to have a variant of Michael Keaton's Batman with the same costume and all that type of stuff. Either way, it's very intriguing. Like, it's very exciting that they're doing that. And then also, what role is Michael Keaton's Batman going to play, right? Like, what role is that? Uh, In the Flashpoint comic book, like I already said, Thomas Wayne, the father of Bruce Wayne, was the one who ended up becoming Batman. So is Michael Keaton playing Thomas Wayne to Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne? That's also that's also another possibility. Does this Bruce Wayne uh, use guns? Does this Thomas Wayne use guns? Because Thomas Wayne in the comics actually uses guns on his opponents because he's a lot more brutal. He actually kills his uh, his uh, adversaries in that universe. So it's it's really exciting. That was really cool. Uh, so I'm really excited to see the Flash. I'm excited. I'm really curious to see what you guys say in the comments of this uh, podcast would say. Um, but also, let's get into. Uh, uh, Black Adam and Black Adam thing was really quick. So I'm gonna be really quick about this. The Black Adam trailer was really, really dope. Um, Black Adam gave us our first introduction of, uh, the rock is Black Adam. And we've been waiting for this forever. I was surprised that he did not make a appearance and, um, Shazam. I was expecting him to, like, it seems like forever ago he was announced as Black Adam, but, uh, I'm glad it's better late than never, better late than never. And, it was just really cool to just kind of like see him in action. Just kind of, he didn't say a word, not one word, but we knew everything we needed to know about him from that one thing. Plus he caught a bullet with his finger. He shakes that boop, caught the bullet. And I've never, I've seen bullets caught before, but I've never seen bullets caught quite like that. And it's, it's that type of, uh, ingenuity. I might say, uh, or just kind of like creativity with the character is something I really liked. It really established how powerful he was, how brutal he was, and how this is a villain story, not some sympathetic guy who had to go down a dark path because society failed him. No, he showed up and he was ready to fuck shit up. And Dwayne Johnson is really playing into that. There was a tweet that I saw earlier of uh, Dwayne Johnson responding to a person who is tweeting out the gif of Black Adam electrocuting that guy until he turned to dust. And he said, what the F is Shazam going to do? And Dwayne Johnson tweeted back at him saying, not a fucking thing. <laughs> so he's leaning into the fact that this is a full-blown villain, which I'm I'm here for. I am here for it. So Black Adam looks like it's going to be pretty rad. I hope he makes an appearance in Shazam Fury of the Gods. Uh, we got some behind-the-scenes like footage of that we got like some clips of that but honestly black adam was the thing that kind of like beat it out for me black adam was the one that did it uh more things from dc i watched injustice wasn't that great um <laughs> yeah i watched the injustice movie wasn't that great like it's comics the games and then it's that movie at the very very bottom it's not bad it's just everything you love about injustice they, they, they just kind of like suck it out of it they just kind of suck it out of it it's not i think I still think that it would have been great as a show, like as an R-rated show similar to Harley Quinn without kind of like, you know, the more cartoony elements, just a show like that, maybe even Young Justice, Young Justice animation style 
with the uh, R-ratedness of Harley Quinn. That's the injustice that I want to see versus like a movie that tries to squeeze everything because there's a lot of stuff that happens because the movie takes place uh, before the video games, which, you know, jumps five years and whatnot. And I think actually I think it crosses over into the video games a bit as well, but it doesn't do it well. Right. Because the comics takes place five in the five years before the video game and the video game takes place, you know, after, you know, five years after Superman kills the Joker. So the movie just go rushes through all of that and to do that it does all these questionable things it gets rid of so many heroes and not even in the way that they get rid of in the comics or the games like Shazam just literally says like I'm out he pieces out uh what's his name uh Aquaman just says I'm out he pieces out instead of the things that Superman did to Aquaman to make him want to leave so it's just it's whatever like it is what it is uh but yeah so another thing that I want to talk about before we get out of here the Eternals. So, Megan and I went to the Eternals premiere recently, and we're not going to give a full review right here because obviously the review embargo hasn't lifted yet. But I think I speak on behalf of both of us that we really like the film. We really, really like the film. And there are people out there that are already just kind of like, oh, you're talking bad about the film, or you're not even like mentioning too much about it. That's because I don't want to spoil it. Like, I'm not Variety, I'm not uh, CNN, I'm not going to blurt out the spoilers in the headline i want you guys to experience it and you know we're going to get in depth with uh with it later so don't worry too much about that um but yeah like eternals was really great uh uh the only things that i could say is like druid was a big standout i love druid so much as a character um also kingo is amazing cersei Gemma uh, chan or Gemma chan i believe is how you pronounce it she's fantastic in it icarus is awesome uh, I think the whole cast, the whole cast of Eternals, like they, they're beautifully f- fleshed out. There was not one that I would, well, maybe there was one that I felt that I needed more of, but when I got them, I felt satisfied while I was getting them. So that's something. Uh, but yeah, the premiere was great. Can't wait to see the movie again when it drops in theaters. I'm definitely going to watch it in theaters. Uh, I want to definitely check it out in IMAX as well. Um, but yeah, I can't really say too much about it. Just that that post credit scene was flipping insane, especially if you're a comic book fan. So, um, yeah, definitely check out The Eternals, guys. Consider this my re- recommendation. Eternals is an amazing film. Uh, without going into it, I think my ranking as of right now is 8.5. It gets higher the more that I think about it. And I think that's the great thing about the film is that it forces you to think about its characters and about the message that it's trying to tell. And I feel that the Eternals has a bigger message than a lot of MCU films, uh, you know, along with like Black Panther. Black Panther was dealing with like a very big concept as well, where I also think that the Eternals also deal with a very big concept, arguably bigger, you know, because we were, we're dealing with things like immortality and humanity and, uh, you know, the the uh, brutality of humanity and having the power to, st- you know, those type of things. So uh, you don't get that from a lot of Marvel films. You touch on it with Thanos a little bit in Infinity War, how, you know, hum- every, every species is kind of like piling on top of themselves. And, you know, so you get you get you get that kind of philosophical waxing uh, in Eternals that and that's what I really like about it. So little tiny Eternals review for you. Anyway, guys, this was the first live recording. We had one person who popped in, and I was trying to finish a point, and I think I (laughs) talked too much because then they dipped out, but it's okay. But uh, we'll be trying to do more of these live recordings um, 
for you guys and we'll give you the links to our next podcast episode so you guys can join in on the fun and ask us questions and things of that sort but uh, again it's just me here uh, talking to myself and I think I did pretty well this episode Uh, my mouth is super duper dry like you don't know how you have no idea how dry my mouth is but uh, this episode will be up uh, on by Friday morning, Friday morning, usually we have it on Thursday morning, so we're a day late, but it's all okay, like, Megan and I are super busy, like I said, she had a headache, uh, we just got, she just flew back from LA, because we went, like I said, we went to the Eternals premiere, but we got a lot going on, and we just want to say thank you guys so much for supporting Geeks of the Week, thank you so much for supporting our TikToks and our social medias, you guys are absolutely fantastic, we love you so much, and we're going to keep creating content for you guys for as long as you will have us, because we love doing it, and we love geeking out about stuff, and we love to talk with you guys about these type of things so thank you so much for listening to geeks of the week we will see you next week with some more content thank you so much to our patrons who signed up to the patreon and if you haven't signed up for the patreon please sign up for the patreon because then you guys can also be a part of exclusive uh episodes uh that are only on patreon you guys can also join in on these uh live uh podcast recordings as well so also a bunch of other goodies and whatnot to scheduled meetups things of that nature so make sure you guys sign up for patreon make sure you guys follow me on instagram make sure you guys hit me up on instagram uh and follow me on twitter all those good things youtube uh we're all here and uh tiktok as well if this is your first time listening to it but that is me that is straw hat goofy of geeks of the week we will see you next week with more content <laughs>